That's all, all right. Good evening, everyone. This is Ben Sadiq, your host for 3P Ball. Special edition podcast today. We have not one, but two trades that went out this afternoon, this Sunday, week 15. Joining me, we have uh, Vimo representing one half of ACMO, the team who is uh, being co-managed by AK and Vimo, currently in third place. We have uh, Ali joining us. Uh, he's managing his team currently in sixth. We have Ace, the inconsequential, uh, currently rostering the ninth team uh, in our league, who's also involved in half of the trade of uh, or fifty percent of the trades today. We have Shiroz, our ice tray first team in our league, joining us for our chat, and finally Vahid currently sitting at eighth place. So we have just over half the league with us today. And it's a special episode because we're going to be talking about not one, but two trades and going to hear live from the participants on their reactions, their thoughts, their processes on how and why and where it went down. So we'll start with the first half of the trade or else I assume it's the first half of the trade. I don't know which one was talked about first or how that went down, but current place Akmal uh, traded Anthony Davis, uh, their 24th overall draft pick this year, as well as Dinwiddie, who was picked up by the waivers after I myself dropped him, returning top 40 value this year. Those two have been packaged and traded with uh, the Alley team, on the other side, receiving Darren Fox and Buddy Heald. So, and then in the second trade, which followed an hour and a half later, Ali traded Jonas Valanciunas and Harrison Barnes for Kevin Durant and Bogdan Bogdanovich. KD was originally drafted by Jin, who traded him to Ace for Anthony Simons and Zach Levine. And Bogdan, who's been cold lately, was picked up by the wire by Ace for a strong three-point contribution from the wire. So the two trades will be breaking down. And... Uh, Akmal obviously earlier this week offered up Anthony Davis as a trade candidate, vying that by the end of this week, AD will be traded. And that's exactly what happened. So Vimo representing Akmal, I'll start it off. Why did you want to trade AD? Our biggest factor was wanting to de-risk our team because we were worried that there was a risk of AD being traded uh, injured again. And we also have a dual risk with Perzingis also being a risk liability. And that was our biggest thing is we're pretty happy with our team, but wanted to de-risk and have consistent performance. Okay, interesting. Now, earlier you mentioned that there were three qualified bids and one call it unqualified bid uh was this one of the qualified bids or was that a new entry in addition to the bids uh so the trade with ali was the qualified bid a one of three yes what's what stood out about this versus the other qualified bids uh the biggest thing for us was uh just risk management this was, although on paper, the least impact from a stat perspective, it was, you know, 
little to no injury risk and consistent performance. The issue with us is Brandon Ingram just came back on the Levine versus Ingram offer, and we didn't want to trade away AD, which is another injury risk for another player that could get injured again. And the other trade we were offered that we highly considered was the Donovan Mitchell and D'Angelo Russell trade offer. But we were a little bit skeptical after Mitchell got his groin injured and felt like he was really aggressive to come back and there's a risk of him injuring it again, worrying that he might be out for a long period of time like Devin Booker is. I see, I see. So those uh, keeping track, Jin did offer Brandon Ingram and Zach Levine for Anthony Davis. Now, Vim, was that a two for one or was that a two for two with Dinwiddie included? Two for one. Two for one. Okay. So um, how did you and AK work out this proposal? Who kind of uh, orchestrated this? Or how did this trade come about in its whole? Do you mean the Levine trade specifically or just in general to offer Anthony Davis? The the trade with Ali. How did that mechanism? Who offered it? Uh, how did you guys decide that was the winner between you two? Oh, uh, Between so you and we- AK. Yeah, we actually have a spreadsheet evaluating all trades between from a quantitative impact perspective and then just talking about overall benefits versus risk. So it's not just what impact does the player have, what risks are there from an injury perspective, what risks are there from an even manager perspective. So for example, thinking about if I make a trade to Jin, what what is his place and standing in the standings right now versus, for example, you, Ben, versus Ali. We're kind of in a competitive position right now, so we also have to think about how much benefit are we giving to the manager that we're trading away to. Gotcha. Okay, so standings and uh, playoff matchup was uh, considered into your trade partner. Exactly. Using those criteria, uh, Akash and I both put rankings in for which trade we felt was the best offer on table. All right. All right. Um, obviously, Aki's not with us. Uh, I'll open it up to the audience. Anyone got any questions for Vimo representing Akmal? So, so Binyamin, this is Ali. If I may, I actually want to add a little bit more color to the story and to see how this trade offer came to be. So the original trade, the very original t- trade was actually one of your suggestions last week before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Lamelo Ball directly for Anthony Davis. So that was my original offer that I submitted. Uh, that was instantly rejected, like within seconds. And a counter offer was uh, proposed. Fred Van Vliet and Buddy Heald for Anthony Davis, which was instantly rejected by me as too high of a price countered with Buddy Heald and Barnes. And that was essentially thought about for a little while and then countered with Buddy Heald and Darren Fox. So it was a Buddy and Darren Fox for 80 offer. And then I had ultimately ended up saying no to that, that I would be giving up too much just for 80 and, and Buddy was absolutely on fire at this time. So then the trade deadline comes on Thursday morning Right in the morning, I was given the counter proposal of AD and Dinwiddie for Buddy and Fox. So this was eight o'clock in the morning. I actually didn't see this message the whole day until the evening. And I said, I'll run the numbers and then, you know, accept and afterwards would be willing to accept. Unfortunately, I actually got back to him after the Luca injury 
So then they put a hold on the whole thing, waiting to see how things would play out. And then this morning, the other half of Akmal actually messaged me saying, so do you want to go forward with the trade? And this was odd to me that, you know, Vimal had not uh, responded to me, but uh, AK did. So then I asked him to confirm with Vimal. And then ultimately that's what led to the trade going through. Oh, snap. So the Lamella did spark it. Now, I had DM'd Ali. I was terrified that Shiroz was going to get AD. I had a feeling that uh, the Jin and uh, Sherry were vying for AD. And uh, I figured Ali might willing to give Lamelo up and do for an even, even swap. And I don't know what that would have meant. It was interesting that that got instantly rejected. So, yeah, it right. was actually right when I think it was the day that Melo returned from injury and AD was one day later or something, or maybe it's the other way around, but they were both injured at that time. So it, to me, it seemed like, okay, you know, an injured first rounder for an injured first rounder with histories of being injured and, and the categories seemed to be the ones that they might've been looking for. But ultimately it evolved into this counter offer, which, you know, I mean, for me, it was too good to say no to. So Ali, question everyone has is you currently have Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and AD. Are you thinking about picking up Schroeder and Thomas Bryant <laughs> this week for the full Laker lineup? I was, I was thinking of digging back into my rosters from eight years ago and bringing Kobe Bryant back, Bill yeah. Tinglin, hearing about Bill Jabbar after LeBron passes in. <laughs> I'm going to have the all-time Lakers team going up for me. should also pick up Magic. <laughs> Oh, shoot. So, so obviously rostering uh, Lakers, I consider, are you concerned with any rest potential from the Lakers or do you think they're going to play LeBron 80 all the way? Yeah, I mean, the end is, of the season. this is definitely a swing for the fence moments, right? I was in a somewhat precarious spot. I'm sixth place with only half game lead on, on the next place. I need to actually make the playoffs for this team to pan out, right? And, and you know, we'll get to the second trade but the injured player needs to return and I still need to be in playoff contention. So there, there's a big risk there. Either Braun or AD can get shut down at any point, um, can be injured and would often take the same days off. And that's already happening on Monday. They're both going to be out for the first half of the back-to-back. -back. So it's kind of a you know sink or swim type strategy right now. And uh, I'm hoping I'll be able to see them with all three Laker players. Now you reference a second trade. Did both need to happen for these trades to go down or or either would have been uh, uh, accepted if the other didn't pan out? Uh, yeah, no, there's no connection between the two, even directly or indirectly. They're completely independent. Um, and uh, they either one of them would have gone down without the other. All right. So... We'll jump into the second trade of the afternoon. Now, this was an hour and a half later. Ali traded Jonas Valanciunas and Harrison Barnes to Ace for KD and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Ace being on the other side has some uh, uh, controversy to his name with trades. As last season, he was part of a trade that almost shut down the league. Uh, we referenced this trade earlier. What was the trade again, guys? I forgot. It was OG. I, I know Middleton was involved. Can someone remember that exact mm. trade? Does anyone it, remember? 
I know that I was giving up SGA and uh, yeah, I gave up SGA. I remember that, and I got OG Ananobi and someone else. But OG Ananobi immediately got injured with his thumb, and so and then uh, and then SGA went off, completely went off, like left me in the dust. Yeah. Right, so, right, so yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jin was giving up OG, Will Barton, Will Norman Barton. Powell, and Assad was giving up Shea, Garland, and Middleton. <laughs> Oh my god. Jin also tried to offer Powell to us in the 80s sweepstakes. Oh my god, Norm Powell. Norm to be Powell. fair, Norm Powell is doing really well. <laughs> so obviously Ace was part of a trade. Now earlier this year, Ace and Jin conducted a trade and KD was involved. So Ace, earlier this year you traded Zach Levine and Anthony Simons for KD. What made you make that trade before and what has changed since then for you to I'll give be, up KD? Yeah, I'll be very honest. I'm a very simple man. I read a comment by Ali saying, Assad, that looks like a pretty solid trade. And so I hit accept. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, no. End the podcast. Not even a direct comment. I read it on the chat somewhere and I thought if Ali thinks this is a good trade he's a pretty experienced guy <laughs> yo yo i actually remember this this was me this was me being like yo this is actually really reasonable maybe it was you i read a couple of positive uh, comments and i was like all right looks like it's a good trade and it actually benefited me quite a bit i'm no longer in 10th i am now solidly and and comfortably in ninth. <laughs> <laughs> one trade one standing increase <laughs> just, just so comfortably please you're like two games ahead of total. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, it's pretty big. So we obviously know now why you did the first trade. What made you change? Because no one commented on this trade. This was out of left field for most of the members of the league. Yeah, it was. Um, it was partly desperation, and I'll explain what the where the desperation lies. Uh, I saw that Vahid might potentially beat me six three. I saw Talal is doing very well, and I quickly realized my goal is not to get to six, not to make playoffs, not to beat anyone. It's just to make sure Talal stays exactly where he currently is, and I'm just a little bit above him. So my needs aren't that dire. I looked at all the different players that are that are in our league, and and basically I'm giving an injured player. So I'm like, who will be willing to gut their team to to take KD, who will obviously show up like three or four weeks later? No one is willing to do that in my perception because everyone's so close in their standings. But then I saw Ali, I'm like, all right, Ali's in sixth. He might be willing to take the risk. I reached out to him with the trade. Uh, and then and the rest is, of course, history. So I, I now, would like to emphasize that the trade offer was presented to me on Friday night. And it was it was actually a two for one at that time. KD were mm -hmm. the, the two players, Harrison Barnes and Valentunas. And what that would mean for me is I'd have to fill two roster spots as a backfill. Katie would go to the aisle and then to pick up two scrubs from the wire. So I, I had countered with, hey, I'd, I'd like to do a two for two, even if it's a player that you were going to drop to the waiver wire anyways, because, um, you know, I would even have enough moves left on the week to fill out my roster. Um, so Assad said, sure, I'll think about it. And kind of the whole day went by all of Saturday. And then after today's trade went down with Akbal, I thought, you know, what the hell, let me kind of counter with a proposal to Ace. Um, and then he rejected that and countered with a different one, which is ultimately the trade that was accepted. 
So Ace offered this trade. Now Ace, yes. Um, in initial reactions from the league point that Jonas Valanciunas's value will drop with the imminent return of Zion. Mm-hmm. KD is already practicing; should be returning in about a couple of weeks. And uh, your thoughts? Did you have something different when since you proposed this trade? Did you have different thoughts on Jonas or KD mm-hmm. than what mm-hmm. the league mentioned? Did you know about this? So I thought I'd done a great trade, and I'm feeling pretty good for the whole day. And then I'm on my phone, and I notice that the the members of the league are are furious. They're outlining everything wrong with my trade, and I realized that I did not know that Jonas Valanciunas is doing so well because Zion is out, um, and that was a big mistake. But you know what? If he does well for the next two weeks, if I can just stay away from tenth, I'll be happy. That though, those are my thoughts. So, based on all this, do you believe you got swindled, or do you think you won? Hmm. I think what I could have done differently is what Vimal did is ask the league, you know, is anyone willing to make this trade? Um, that might have helped, but I was very desperate to get the win for now. I'm trying to avoid 10th at any cost possible. And I know Katie's not going to give me value before uh, before the playoffs. So uh, I saw Ali, I saw that he had some, basically I wanted someone who could give me boards, blocks, high field goal to beat uh, Vahid, my current opponent either 4-5 where I lose or 5-4, just so I can stay within that, within, uh, out of reach of Talal. And I think I'll get that, but uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Zion comes back. And, and I'll be uh, honest, I, I just played to human psychology. Ace's loss aversion for just this week, you mm-hmm. know, made me say, I'll pull the trigger on the trade right now. So he gets the, the nighttime game with Jonas. And uh, same with uh, AK or Akmal, rather, um, pull the trade trigger right now and even give my current opponent, my second rounder, Buddy Heal, um, just to make the trade go through because I believe in the long term potential. It, it just worked out that I also won this week against Akmal. So, as of this podcast, Jonas Valanciunas is playing for Ace. Currently seven for 16, 16 points, three boards, one assist, one steal, two turnovers. <laughs> I don't know if this is a difference maker. I am in job, complete but... shock at his performance right now. Can I just say that? And, and if we can just step over to Buddy's performance as well today. Buddy, let me check. Currently, I am Buddy's got, I'll be honest. He one for four, three points, four boards, four assists, one steal, four turnovers. He had more turnovers than points. Oh my god. Akmal and Ace are in disarray right now. Day one, just disarray. Literally, Ali offshored all his garbage. Guys, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, these players were playing like third rounders for me, and just just tonight they blocked. Valanciunas has not shot this bad in two weeks. I'm in complete shock. <laughs> so, trades done. It's obviously not videoable. Looking back, uh, Ace, any regrets with this trade, or are you sticking by it? You made the right call. Hmm. It, it's very complicated. So when I was looking at who I could trade with, obviously my mind also went to Shiroz and Jin. 
But my thoughts were, do I really want these guys to succeed? They're already at the top. Do I really want to give the, like, do I really want to give these, you know, these array, like these gold people a diamond necklace? And I was like, of course not. They already have all the gold. I reached out to Ali, who I think you'd painted in a different podcast episode as this old veteran who's trying to get his footing back. And I was like, you know what? I really like the storyline. Let's get this old man back up there and, and let's see what happens now. San Antonio Spurs, revival of the dynasty. You, you heard it here first. Sheryl's and Jin, gold people of our league. Golden people. <laughs> Golden uh, uh, we have a couple. We have a couple minutes left. Um, obviously, we have uh, Sherry and Vahid here. Sherry, do you have any uh, questions or feedback or comments you want to share? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just want to start with a uh, big fan of the podcast, uh, longtime <laughs> listener, uh, first time calling in. So, really appreciate you uh, letting us talk. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I just want to say this to you. Uh, the, the first trade, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that you guys were able to add Dinwiddie, but I think for the most part, it was a pretty fair trade. Uh, I understand the risk factors and everything that came into it. And I think though the league thinks that there could have been some tweaks, I don't think it was a league changing and or a major swindle per se. The second one, I thought that listening to the reasoning behind the trade would make me appreciate the trade a little bit more. And me listening to the first trade, the background behind it didn't make me appreciate it more. I just want to say, hearing the background made me hate the trade even more. <laughs> <laughs> I am hoping with laughter right now. You want, you want to win this week only. <laughs> and you got to win this week. I've not even this week. He did this trade to start one player tonight. One you player tonight. Dude, you tried to win this one week and you gave up the rest of the five weeks. <laughs> so, I, had, I had to rename my podcast. I couldn't call it a competitive ball league anymore. I had to rename it. I realized this is not competitive at all. There's nothing competitive about this league. Except that we're all shit. <laughs> I think the A psychology uh, angle was so interesting because I had the, the trade plan set up two months ago about trading AD away and, and trading someone else away. I was going to trade AD away at first, but after seeing Ace's desperation and wanting to get rid of Aiden, I immediately jumped on switching it around. Mm. I think that's so, what makes this yeah. so good is, is that we have players that you know have Excel spreadsheets, they plan things month ahead. And then we also have Assad. <laughs> we have Assad. With uh, my MS Paint file, yes. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see how this fight plays out, pans out for the rest of the league. Obviously, huge impacts to three teams, as well as everyone else. Uh, any final thoughts from anyone else here? I, I, uh, I, in I, my defense, I, I'd just like to say one thing. If any of you were presented with these offers, you definitely would have taken them too. And I have, I have definitely mortgaged the security of making the playoffs. My previous build, 100% I was going to make the playoffs. It's a 5-4 build, points, threes, rebounds, assists, steals, or one of the percentages. Every week was a lot. Um, I've mortgaged that for a chance of just completely destroying Charles in the finals. So that's what I'm going
Very and true. can I just very say I'm very true. similar to Ali in that I also have a 5-4 build now. So he and I, Ali and I are in a very similar stream right now. Yeah, but uh, Hassan, you need a bigger... A 5-4 build is made for the playoffs. A 5-4 build does not get you out of Sackle. You need big wins. You just, have to, you just have to be better than Talal. It's like, what do you do when a bear is chasing you? Just be faster than the next person. That is a great analogy. Right. I just gotta, I just gotta make sure a... Talal gets eaten by the bear. Yeah. <laughs> Talal, Talal must get eaten by the bear. Bear. <laughs> All right. I will end this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Like, subscribe, and listen. We'll hear the rest of our league mate reactions after they hear this podcast. See you, everyone. Take care. Thanks for having us. Thanks, man.